0: Today is going to be kind of a very unique service. Uh, we call today a Vision Weekend. Uh, the idea was trying to create weekends where I can come to the church like a, like a father comes to a family and want to speak things that concerns my heart. And uh, so we use this very broadly uh, so you'll find that it's not so much on casting goals and vision, which honestly, it's not something that I'm very good at. I'll explain that a little bit more, but really wanting to share a little bit about where we are and potentially where God is going to take us further and what you can play a part to make this a reality. So we're going to call this weekend Together, alright? So could you say Together, Together? Okay, all Right. one, to go. Yeah, I just want to test whether some will say Together, Together, or some will say Together, okay? Uh, but the, really, the goal is so that everyone of us are in the same page. Uh, Last weekend, I was actually away to uh, make my northern, you know, so to speak, journey where I was in Penang. Uh, so this is actually the Penang. This is the leaders training that we had in the Every Nation Penang. Uh, then we, then I did three services. Uh, what I wanted to highlight is uh, this is a, this is an afternoon service two o'clock in Georgetown where we also have a dialogue. My son Pastor Jonathan. Uh, the moderator was Grace. And uh, we are you know Georgetown is the next church plant that is happening in Penang. Uh, if God is willing, we are going to move towards Bukit Muntajam as well. Uh, We'll see how God leads us step by step. I realized that with the, all the white light, the, the, the photo is a bit blur. okay? But uh, I'll leave it to the crew. Uh, then I actually went to Alostar together with my mum, uh, and uh, had a big Alostar celebration where uh, everyone just invited their friends. So we have about 100 people that uh, came together in a restaurant and uh, we're going to talk about the God uh, uh, potentially the idea of who God is and, and encouraging people to really take time to explore God. Uh, because my philosophy of life is very simple. Whenever you know God, uh, it's always life-changing. It changed the way you look at life. It changed the way you prioritize life. It helps you to know what is important. And I think having a God element is incredibly life-changing, okay? Uh, then we have Charles and Cecilia. Some of you may not know them, but they are uh, some of the worship members in Avincian Penang. And when Whenever they do here, I'm going to get them to uh, just sing along and worship together with us, okay? So today, and I showed all of that to kind of update you a little bit about whenever you travel to Penang or Alostar, and uh, you might want to go check out the church. Alastar meets every Tuesday night and uh, stay back for the good nasikanda and then uh, go and visit the church. And I'm sure they'll be encouraged to see uh, someone that come alongside to cheer them, okay? Now, uh, so, together was weekend crafted so that I could speak from my heart exactly where we are. So, I'm going to use three different lenses to do that. First of all, let me establish what is vision. A vision is seeing tomorrow today. So, trying to take today's platform and to cast and paint a picture of what tomorrow might be, uh, which really reminds me of a conversation that when Walt Disney and the inauguration of uh, Disney World in Florida, uh, which is about six years after Mr. Walt Disney passed away. So, Mr. Disney passed away in 1965, and then 1971 was the inauguration opening ceremony of Disney World. And when that, when that event was happening, the journalist went to Mrs. Disney and said, Mrs. Disney, I'm so... I apologize that Mr. Disney was not here to witness such a great, grand opening of Disney World. And Mrs. Disney immediately interrupted the journalist and said, no, 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 no. He says, excuse me. He says, it is because Mr. Disney saw this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, which is why we have Disney World today. Uh, What a flip of concept and changes. And when you think about life, uh, we are where we are today because the people of yesterday has created the world that we live in today. And I'm coming to the church and say, would you help us to write the next chapter uh, for tomorrow? Uh, because it's going to be a big chapter where we want every one of you to be able to jump in and write with us to get to, together, okay? Now, so I'm going to talk through from three little lenses. I'm going to talk through a little bit about me, which is honestly not a very strong visionary guy, uh, then we're going to talk through the vision a little bit, and then we're going to go through, go, talk through provision. So I'm just going to use all the vision word to kind of piece together the message for today. Uh, you know, when it comes to vision or being a visionary, uh, when I became a pastor, to pastor people is not difficult for me. Uh, number one, because I, I feel for people. I create margin and time for people. So uh, those people who want to meet me, I will create the margin. And if you know my schedule, I start from, can be as early as 7 or 7.30am in the morning, I meet people. And I will meet a whole array of different people while I'm trying to juggle with all that needed to be done, at least from a corporate point of view. As it just continue to grow, there's just a lot of different things that I need to look into. And I do all of that because I, I really enjoy people. And I find that seeing people's life change is one of the most movie thing ever. In fact, last night at 2 a.m., I, and I woke up this morning at about maybe 5, I, I saw a 2 a.m. message from someone who, whom discovered God last year. And he left a message and eventually wrote a song and said that, Pastor, I just want to say thank you for doing discovering God. Uh, when God invaded my world, He changed everything about my life. Uh, I was depressed, I was, and, 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 and 2 a.m., I don't know, out of nowhere, he, he, he just wanted to leave that message and say thank you for doing so. So I realized that when you move into people's life, it, you don't fight over things. You don't fight over possession. You fight over life being changed. You fight over people who are depressed. So when it comes to being a visionary, I am, I'm easy and I enjoyed it being a pastor. Uh, and I also love the Bible. So for me to teach the Bible opening up, those were muscles and very familiar. So honestly, from a leadership point of view, I think being a visionary was my biggest struggle to point and say, this is the way we're going to go. So you have different, different brand or different style of leaders that come. They lead very differently. Some leaders will come on board and say, you know what, our goal is to plant 100 churches. And then boom. They set up all the plans. Let's go northern, region, east, you know, whatever, okay? And then they set up the entire plan, rally everybody You will find that I am not like that. I'm not a numbers, goals-driven kind of a pastor. Uh, that's because of the way uh, I'm made up. Uh, so I just want you to know I struggle as a visionary. However, the starting point for being a pastor, always with the Bible. And I think that one of the things that, i needed to do as a pastor is actually to carry out god's vision and not mine so i'm not here to tell you something that i think needs to be done i'm here to trying to connect every one of us our resource our passion our attention our margin of life into trying to do something that i think is closest uh, to god's heart so we begin with the bible and begin with our encountering with god So when I think about that, I have potentially one verse that I'm going to introduce to capture why church needs to exist. Uh, So this is in Ephesians chapter 3, where if you know the Bible, Ephesians was what we call the queen of theology. Romans is called the king of theology, where it tells you from a theological, systematically, why God exists, why Jesus came, and why church exists. So here, Paul says this. He says, to me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He said, that's, that's what I'm passionate about. And I hope that's your passion. And that is actually my passion. I, I, I enjoy helping people to connect the dot why God is meaningful in your life and in my life. And to make All see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning, all the ages have been hidden in Christ, who created all things through Jesus. Which means that this whole understanding about who God is, it's not just a one-time event. It's not just, okay, I accept Christ, I'm going to go to heaven, praise God for that. Then I live the rest of my life, whatever the way I want. On and on, when I got problem, I call on God, and I hope God will back me up. Which is a very common mentality in today's world. And it's common mentality because that's the religious world. The religious world is I buy, then I get. So there were a lot of people who would say that now I call upon God, but I don't get what I want. So, but God goes beyond all of that. So it talks about this understanding of God. There's a fellowship. There's a continuous journey where as you start from a single, you're trying to think what God has to do with my single life. And then you get married. And then you come to church. And then you try to think about, okay, what God has to do with my passion, my purpose. And then you've got children. How God is going to help me to navigate this space. Then, then the children get married. Then you've got tension with in-laws. So how does God help me to deal with it so that in-laws stay in-laws and not outlaws? And then you move on. Then you become old. Then you've got knee problem. You got eyesight problem. What does God have to do with it? And in the midst of it, then Pastor talk about serving God. How does me problem, eye problem, ear problem serve God? So you're trying to have—is this the entire thing? you are trying to work it out. Then he says here. He says, "God who created all things, to the intent that now—would you read verse ten together? One, two, go. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places." We live in a space where. There is both God and principalities and powers. And he says the medium to show forth the manifold wisdom of God is this medium called church. Uh, So I'm very clear. I would love to see a church where it is not just about us. A church is not a space about, I get to find my future spouse and I live happily ever after. Great if you can find. And I hope you do. In fact, let me talk about that there were a lot of people that are still very single and available. Okay, never mind. Let me move away from the subject, okay? It it is not a space where you hope your children will find friends. It is It is a space, but it's more than that. It is really a space where we love one another and out of our love and our passion and our purpose and our skill set, whatever, we're able to show forth the manifolded wisdom of God uh, to a world that is extremely, extremely broken. Uh, So when we started Aaron Able to move into the mental health space, which I'm so pleased with it because we are able to minister to 100 over uh, sessions every month from just started with a few. Because there were a lot of people asking for help. In fact, someone just texted me and said, Pastor, thank you for irony. Because of this, uh, my niece or my someone is is able to be helped in their most difficult journey problem. Uh, Which is why I'm glad when we begin to pray for people and believe God for breakthrough. I was sharing in all the different services that for past couple of months, we received quite a few... I wouldn't say quite a few, but more rising cases of people having supernatural encounter in their home. They hear voices. They see shadows. And, and, and some of them was pretty eerie. And we are looking for volunteers. Any hand? Okay. No, no. We, had our, we, 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 we love it. Our, our prayer team, whatever, love. And, and again, why do we do that? Because the manifold wisdom of God. Marriage is falling apart. Uh, many-folded wisdom of God, how are we going to navigate that? And children, that's rebellious, and and businesses, and you know, so church is really not for Christians only. Church is really a space where we get to reach out to as many people. Now, that's my beginning point as I think about vision. So it is not so much of what I like to do, it is about the nature of the church really begins with God. Now, so thinking that church is really for a space of unchurched of people who do not know God to be able to discover God, I started 2017 was a key defining moment where I tried to steer the church towards thinking for people who are out there rather than in us. Uh, When you start to think about in us, you will think about more Bible study, which is nothing wrong, we need the Bible study, but we hope to do Bible study that the Bible will study us and transform us. So Jesus was very clear, He says, go and make disciples, which is, which is one of the greatest call for us to learn how to love the Bible, transform us so that we are able to love people who do not know God. That's, that's a whole entire thinking. But 2017, where I no longer just function like a pastor, I function like a missionary. When you're like a missionary, you go to a ground and you treat the ground, ground zero. You begin, so I try to understand the the world that do not know God, do not, that only would say, oh my God, but deny that there is a God. But they say, oh my God, okay? I I try to navigate into that world. And in that journey, some of you, which is know that we have discovering God, whatever, which has really helped a lot of people to connect to God. In fact, when I went to Penang, as I went there, I, I thought about someone that last year, accepted Christ through discovering God. And, and this person actually became a Christian because came for discovering God. And I invited this person to church. And the person said, well, I've never been to church. So I said, would you come? Would you come? Audit us. Tell us what you like about the church. And, and beside looking like a cinema, which everybody says so. And, and I said, just, you know, so the person came. And the person came to the church and then they were singing the song and it was, they sang about the great I am. This person absolutely have no idea about God. The moment sung about the great I am, started to cry. Just cry uncontrollably after the service and said, Pastor, why why what is this the great I am? Because every time the word was mentioned, I just I cannot stop crying. So it was difficult for me to explain through text how to explain The Great I Am because you're got to go to the Old Testament, you know. And all, uh, so, uh, so I say, The Great I Am really points to God. I say, oh, really? You know, all those things. Okay, and then I came. And then, and, and because this person is from Penang, so after a couple of weeks, I came back again to church. And on that day, guess what song are we singing still? The Great I Am. So after the service, she texts me again. She said, Pastor, today, The Great I Am, every time the word I Am, uh, I sure cry one. Why, uh, why, uh, why so much power in this The Great I Am? Wow, so, took on a journey, discovering all of those, became a Christian, and I went to Penang, and just to invite this person to meet with Pastor Jonathan, and hopefully this person will stay on. And this morning, I just text, make sure you go to church, yeah. Thank you so much, you know. Why? Well, why do we do all of that? Because they're trying to navigate into a man's heart which can be extremely broken and help people to connect the dot. I just want to say that I am not the kind of visionary that comes forth and tells you numerical how many because the starting point, it is not me, but the starting point is to do what God wants to do in His heart. Can I go to amen? Alright, that's the starting point. Now, let me talk a little bit about just the vision part. So I move from Where I am and the way I think, and now I move a little bit about the vision. Uh, Every week you come to church, you have this little phrase called, would you say together? Honour God, make disciples. And we think this is the simplest way to represent what it means to be a believer and why, why we do church as a church. We are trying to tell everybody, first of all, you want to honour God in every component of your life. As a single, you honour God as a single. As a student, you honour God as a student. You don't cheat in exam. As a a couple, you honour God in your marriage. You stay pure. You you honour your spouse. And and when it comes to finance, you honour God with your finance. You honour God with your gifting. You thank God that He has given you. You know, you you try to live a life that's honour God. And then, we think that the simplicity of church exists is to help people to become a disciple of Jesus. And out of that, you desire to help people who do not know God to eventually know God and be a disciple. It's really as simple as that. So people always ask me, Pastor, what's the vision for this year? I'll say, um, honour God, make disciples. Uh, Next year, Pastor, what's the vision? Uh, Honour God, make disciples. 10 years later, Pastor, what's the vision? Honour God, make disciples. Uh, I'm just as simple as that. I don't craft out any more new things. I just keep on thinking how can we do this better and better and better and better. Okay, now, so... Discipleship is really the base for everything. No, no matter how big of a vision you have, you want to plant hundred churches, wherever, it all begins really with discipleship, the foundation. And the mathematically it goes like that. When you have a lot of disciples and keep on people saying yes to God, you have more disciples, you eventually have what we call a community group, group called life group which is community is huge. It's huge for me. It's huge for the value. It's huge for the leadership team. And we want every one of you to find your own community. It's as simple as that. Then when you have more and more life group, actually that makes up what we call the church. And when you have a lot of life group and then you add a location, it becomes a church plan. It's, it's really as simple as that. And that's really the story of how we ended up to be where we are right now. Uh, we have 14 different locations for now. And we will continue to grow as long as we keep on making disciples. All I'm trying to say here it is this. I will not be a good pastor that will come to you and tell you that we're going to plant 100 churches, whatever. I will not be. But I will be most bothered we keep on making disciples. And in the journey of making disciples, you will eventually connect the dot. And then certain location becomes very clear. This is where we needed to be at. So last night, I was at Satya Alam after our service to launch the church plan. When I say launch, I mean finally we have teens leader and kids leader. To kind of lead that little space, and we had a nice low song where a lot of people who never been to church come by, visit, and get to meet them, get to have conversation with. Them. I really enjoyed it, uh, but it all begins by every one of us really wanting to be a disciple and make a disciple. Now, I want to talk about church, but I want to tell a little bit of the Alostar story, okay? Uh, and just to highlight about that, and I know that today some of the Alostar friends are, are watching, are watching this as well. Now. It all started with uh, during MCO. Uh, it was it was actually my sister who alerted me, and eventually I had a conversation with Celine as well to say, "Hey, actually, there's some some people v- watching our service from Alostar. Uh and, and my sister said, "So, any thought about it or not?" So I said, uh, "No, just maybe." You know, get people watch, just find out what's in their heart, and in that little journey, one thing to lead to another. Then we decided to do a discovering God version, the Hokkien version, Alostar version, where you got to speak Hokkien why, you know, eh, bo, boy, you yeah, ho, you know, I mean, you can you can do all of that. So we we kind of started a discovering God, the Alostar version, very limited edition. Okay, so so all the Alostar people try to invite their friends lah. So we do a discovering God over Alostar version. Ended up with a few of them actually responded to God, which is, which is some of them in this picture as well. Then eventually I had a conversation with Chun and Celine as well, which is uh, during Chinese here, we were back and then I threw them the idea, hey, what if we really, you know, try to partner together and see something in Alasa, you know. And then just one thing led to another, one conversation led to another. So we make our first so-called site visit or first uh, check out the land tour where I took my mum. Uh, my mom has always been passionate, wanting to say, hey, we should do something. Uh, then over here, let me just introduce the different people. Obviously, i got my mom. Uh, these are Ossie, Linda, uh, Yumin, and they, they were all people who who responded to God. This is Helen, a, a very important uh, person that helped us with the Allostar. And this is Joanne. Joanne was actually connected by How and Celine where she's an s- entrepreneur, you know, and, and went back but unchurched for a while. Then we connected to her in Starbucks. We talked through. And this is my sister, my brother-in-law, and this is Pastor Jonathan. So my sister Helen all has been very key Uh, you know, 001, 002 kind of a first few people who kind of say, you know, let's learn how to piece this together. Uh, We were not very ambitious because we we do not know. Uh, So what happened was we decided that we will do either once a month where I will fly down and working with Pastor Jonathan. So one month I take, second month he take, third month I take, you know, just kind of um, do a teamwork to rally and then see how people respond. So it was a very humble beginning uh, with different people and, and God began to do some work in the lives of the people. I think one of the greatest encouragement for me was we're able to move into the teens. Now, there were, there were few thoughts about that. First of all, a lot of town people will say that all the young people have moved to KL, which is very true. They moved to the city. But if you go to Al-Osa, you go for this place called Yam Sing, you'll find there's a lot of young people at night. I so saw it is not true. There's still a lot of people. But my sister, this is my sister, she's an English teacher. And she is a very fierce English teacher. To the student, she's very fierce and strict. To the parents, she's very, for her, for them, she's very firm. And they love to send the kids. Because they come back not only knowing English, knowing discipline as well. So resulting that because my sister does that, she began to invite the teens into, so they started to have teens program. And little did I know, a lot of parents begin to entrust the teens, tell my sister, yeah, yeah, I can bring her to church, never mind, go, go, go. In fact, when I went back to al there's one parent who came by and said that, you know, my daughter has so changed so much because of what you all do. My son uh, as he grow up, I'm going to push him to you all. Please do whatever you want. And I, I just love that. So I know end of this month, at least about 20 teens have signed up for some program where Pastor Jason is going to go there. So what I'm trying to say here is we begin to see Doors are being opened. But one of the most incredible stories was the story of Alexis and also Inkyong. Uh, this story actually stems out from Alexis, is actually a helper for Esther. So, Esther, uh, which used to go come to here and also Daman Sarah when she was working here but went back to Alosta, because that's, what, that's where her hometown, has this helper Alexis that she always brings along with her. So, she brought Alexis to their live group, they were happening. Uh, then Alexis sing along, you know, and she always feel that, you know, I feel the peace of God. But she has never said yes to God. Uh, so Alexis has a brother in kyong which, which has autism. And uh, resulting autism and some physical disability, he, he can't really walk. Uh, and pretty much oatmeal and water for past 23 years of his life. He's 20 years old. And that's all he can eat. Uh, but the greatest challenge with him was he had seizure epilepsy. So... August 5th, last year, he had epilepsy 13 to 15 times in a day. So he had so much seizure, and he actually went into coma, unconsciousness. Uh, The doctor got the family to sign the letter that if he passed away, he passed away because nobody knows what's gonna happen. And, And remember, remember what is our vision? Always to make disciples, showing the love of God to people. It's as simple as that. Pastor Jonathan. Uh, and also Nathaniel, which is now the leader for Every Nation, I'll, search, I'll, show, it, I'll show, show the picture of him later. I went and prayed for him. So Nathaniel took the picture. They were praying for both Alexis and Inkyong. Kyong. And uh, I think one or two days later, or potentially the next day, uh, Aung Kyong woke up from his unconsciousness. And for the first time, he ate more than oatmeal and water, which the doctor was also shocked. He actually ate actual food. And not only that, He's able to walk. So this whole turnaround of him began to move Alexis' heart and on that day, uh, she gave her life to Jesus and also led the brother and gave his life to Jesus as well. You know, and... And last year Christmas, uh, this is how this is how the Christmas celebration. Obviously, there were a lot of friends as well. Uh, but right now, Alasa, we move into a space where we have about thirty to fifty regulars, and they have all different kind of life group. And the teens group is growing. Uh, we just believe that all we continuously to do, continuously to do is to what make disciples. Our vision is as simple as that. But the question is. How many, how many of us actually understand that peace of making disciples? How many of us really get that? Because once you get that, you will always live your life having that little lens every day as you go about. How can I show the love of God to this sick person, to this mental health person, uh, to this particular person that has marriage problem, whatever? And and the manifold of wisdom of God invades into our entire society. And it's really as simple as that, making disciples. So where do you begin? Now, today's message, we have a few angles I want to target. This is first one, where I wanted to bring every one of you on the same page of wanting to make disciples. So the next question you most probably ask is, Pastor, but I don't know how to make disciples. we got the answer. We have a discipleship process. The whole discipleship journey was to help anyone and every one of us who are dummies in making disciples, who absolutely have no idea what is it, take on the journey with us. So, you walk out on your right-hand side, you will see this big wall. It is our discipleship process. Now, I won't go through the details of Engage, Establish, Equip, Empower, but I want you to know that one of the greatest desires, 2024, is we're going to grow our engagement activity, which, by the way, will be the next series that we're going to do, helping us to understand what making disciples is all about, Okay. Engagement activity comes in many, many forms, and we're going to create more and more. First of all, if you're someone that's a bit more intellectual, I think discovering God is one of the best platforms for you to talk about this space called God. Uh, is, does, he, is, does He exist? Is He real? Can I really know Him? How do I know? There are so many options out there. How do I know which is, which is true? When I say, oh my God, which is the God that you're saying? Right? You, you're trying to think through all of that. And then there are some people, uh, maybe you, you just need power of prayer. You just need people to actually move. And I'm talking to Sufi and we're trying to think how we can mobilize more prayer, not just in here but out there so that we make prayer very accessible uh, because prayer changes things. And, and sometimes it just takes a prayer to change the entire dynamics. Uh, so if you've got friends who had some strange voices, whatever, we would love to. Then we hope to grow live activities. I know the working adult, we are planning for more badminton session, hiking session, futsal session. On Saturday, we are creating board game session. All of that is to create engagement activities. Now, why all these are very powerful? Because ultimately, when people come together, live touching life is the best way. And I know that Hao Chun uh, was doing all this empowering uh, live session where it's a business-driven and we want to help entrepreneur. And then, of course, we've got our irony. We've got just so many different platforms. And sometimes I just think that maybe the church doesn't really know. So we're going to enter into a series where we help the church to connect the door so that we are able to make disciples together, okay? Now, so where do you begin is really wanting to make disciples, especially starting from people who do not know God. I just want to put the digital for discovering God, uh, because every year we plan six sessions throughout the year, and we got Zoom version, we got Room version, we got online, we got on-site. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make it as accessible as possible uh, so that people can have conversation about God. So you talk to a friend, "Oh, you know would you want to have a, well, I'm not free much, eight, hey, but May got there." "Oh, May is, oh, but July got there." Oh, July, oh, no. September got there. And I said oh, November also got there. And they'll go away, oh my God, yes, okay. <laughs> uh, because it's so clear that we, we are just trying to make it accessible for every one of them, okay? Now, so I, I just want you to kind of have a little bit of a heartbeat of making disciples, which is what we are really about. And the next series, we're going to walk that journey a little bit better and a bit clearer, okay? Now, the other thing that I move in a little bit is is just another of my heart. Uh, I I really want to share with all of you. You know, because of the number of services that we do, because of the growing church plant that we have, like this year, we are believing God that we can do a Chinese service in Cheras, which is a very Chinese-driven community. We already got a whole bunch of people saved, and now we want to learn how to grow them. We, We need people that can speak Chinese, okay? So we are always maneuvering this volunteer space, so what really caught my attention and really moved my heart was last year I was talking to a couple and this couple came to me and said, Pastor, uh, actually the whole, this next whole month, I, I, I potentially won't see you in service uh, because I'm needed to serve in a different space. And I said, really? I said, uh, and, and, and then they begin to say, oh, because we lack of volunteers in this. Can I come to the church and say that this is our church? Okay, good amen. Turn to neighbor and say, this is, this is our church, Okay. And I think this whole serving space is really best when everybody owns a bit of space and say, I will help in this space. Then you know what? We can really write a new powerful chapter. I was talking to a couple the other day and this couple uh, was, was sharing with me that, oh, you know, Pastor, I'm, uh, I'm actually the head of a uh, BIBG in a particular school, 1,000 over, 2,000 students. Wow, I said, that's a lot of work. He said, yeah, yeah, a lot of work. But because my son go to that school, so, so I, I, I serve. Oh, he said, great. I said, kind of a give back mentality. Don't talk about church. Don't talk about Bible. Just, just, a, just a general human idea. Give back. And then he said, oh, but now I no longer serve. I serve actually in the swimming committee because my sons, they all state swimmer. So I, I serve there. Part of my... Give back. I just want you to know the idea that you are blessed and be a blessing is, first of all, not even a Bible It comes from a Bible idea. But I'm trying to say, people who do not know God understand the idea of give back. So I want to encourage as many of you who have not found any place of your serving, consider to be part of that. Some of you will say, Pastor, but, you know, every week I'm busy. No, 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 don't serve every week. Pastor, every month. No, 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 don't serve every month. You just do what you can. Even some of you come and say, Pastor, I can only serve once a year. We got yearly project that we can loop you in. Every year we have a kids camp where we need as many volunteers to make sure the kids are safe and clean and whatever. You can say, Pastor, I can serve once a year. On. Or ons. Okay? You can do this, no problem. Even you tell me, Pastor, I cannot do once a year. Every three years, I serve one time. I'll create a space for you to serve once every three years. The whole point is, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Let's find something that you can say, hey, Pastor, I can help to share that little load. And I I just want to encourage that if you have not, uh, just scan the QR code and, and find, and then the leaders will talk to you and find out. And, you know, we've got so many different spaces. For example, uh, one of the, the, the things that I, I really want to move towards is Saturday night. We can actually have board games where we are going to have volunteers who coaches the kids how to play board games while parents can have parents talk together about just their season of life and everybody loves it you know why because kids are taken away from the digital and learn how to play board games and we actually have board game coaches that actually are good at that and they will tell you this game is for 5 to 7 years old this game for no 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 this is 30 minutes this game one hour i mean they have all these people and we are trying to do all of that so that we bring a certain value to our community and you can always tell another young family, hey, you can come, you know, they teach you how to play board games and then the rest of it, you can yum cha and all of that. Now, all this takes really people who are passionate in certain area to do And I hope that every one of you will do so, okay? Now, I'm going to give you the last piece of information. So, if you are not scanned, just take some time, scan, you know, whatever. Think about it, consider. Uh, just try. But my encouragement is every one of us jump on board and do this together, okay? Now, the last thing, and then we're going to jump into dialogue. We actually have space issue as a church. A couple of months ago, it was one of the parents, I can't recall who, who came to me, pastor, you know, today, uh, the children's church, you know, 40 over kids in one small room. Uh, I tell you, I also cannot breathe. I said, okay, okay, okay. I hear also I cannot breathe. Okay, I said, okay, okay. We'll, we'll see what we can do. So we started our Saturday service hoping to some of the crowd and, and we have, but it is still a growing crowd. But typically every Sunday, we we are really running out of space. Kids and teens are always fighting for space. Teens already, because of space, very hard to grow already. because very congested. So every week, one of our discussion is, Pastor, very congested, very congested, congested. In the midst of that journey, we actually found out that there were three lots available opposite our church. Opposite where our annex hall, opposite there are three lots available. And um, when the agent called me and said, Pastor, there's three lots available, I, I, I wanted to take the lot. But I was very clear as well as a church, I do not want to burden when it comes to finance. And you know that we are very, we are very careful with finance and we are not a church that talks a lot about finance. Because when it comes to finance, my philosophy is very simple. Keep all the money that you want, but make sure you honour God. We are not a church that gives us money. We're a church that you honour God with your finance and that's where we begin, okay? Uh, so I then had a secret wish in my heart. And my, my wish was, Maybe it would be great if there's one businessman who is willing to just buy and then we just rent it. Uh, And then we don't have to raise funds, anything like that. So I text the first text to a businessman whom I led to Christ many, many years ago. And then there's a personal relationship. I just text the person, hey, I saw a tree you need, you know, available. I was just thinking what is the best, you know. And and then immediately he called me. All right, that's why he called me. He says, Pastor, uh, what was in your heart? What was in your heart when you text me that? I said, my desire is as a businessman, who can just take over the building, and then we rent it. And on the phone, he says, Pastor, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be the man. I'll just do it. Which really shocked me, but I'm so grateful there are people who are gifted to do that. They may not be gifted to sing, but they're gifted to do that. and says, you know what, Pastor, I'll stand with you. Let's do it. So we have taken over the three lots, and we are going to move in Uh, The goal is to create a space that can have a 300-over-seater hall, which the teens is going to move there. So, NX Hall will eventually be the kids' world. All the kids will go there. No kidding. Okay, but (laughs) sorry, sorry. This this is dad's joke, okay? It is, okay? It's going to be all the kids there, and we're going to move uh, teens there. We're going to create create space for after-service the Chinese Church and go there, hang out, and all the different things. And... um, But best of all, we're going to be ground floor. We're going to have uh, we can put about twenty-two tables for us to have leaders meet where people can sit in round tables and have conversation. So we are going to renovate that space. Okay, now, and I think God has done the biggest thing, which is someone to own it, and then we just need to renovate it now, because of what is needed. That that comes to the provision part. So I have this little QR code called Share the Load. Uh, we think that it's going to take about estimate 1.5 to 2 million to do a good job. Uh, the engineering is a bit more costly because we're going to take a one and a half story and make it to be double story. Uh, to create the sufficient space for all that is happening so that both kids, teens, parents, and the pastor can breathe. So that we have enough space for that. Uh, so, so I'm coming to the church I, I don't, I'm, I'm poor at all this. I'm not kind of doing like a specific fundraising, but I'm asking the church that some of you who has more margin, you can share the load. You can share it two ways. Maybe, you know, every week I, I meet people and say, Pastor, do you know this guy? He's actually the business owner for this. I say, wow, okay, okay, okay. I didn't even know that. So I don't know if there's any one of you, you're a business owner, you, you, you own, you are a contractor, you have, uh, you know, we need some, Concrete reinforcement, which is because of the double story, which is going to cost quite a fair bit. Some piling. Maybe some of you say that you know what, pastor? I know of someone that can really help you in this space. I don't know. Then maybe we can we can meet and talk. Uh, But uh, and then so you got the engineering and then you got the finishing. Uh, So we think it's about anywhere one point five to two million to to get the whole thing done. Uh, So but if you are some of those who say that you know what, pastor? I know nothing all this, but. I'm, I'm willing to financially say, Pastor, I'm going to do my, my part of it and uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, then you help us to do so, okay? Uh, so this is not like a direct fundri- fundraising, but really wanting to make it available to the church for you to be together so that we write the next chapter. Resulting, hopefully, we have all that enough space for us to really grow all that we do to the next level. Okay, good, Amen. So I just want to make it known to all that. And then I'm going to close with the last verse and then we're going to have dialogue. You know, Matthew says this. He says, when Jesus saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion. Compassion. I think when it comes to all this thing, it's one thing to know, it's another thing to feel. You know, when I met the volunteer that says, Pastor, I won't see you in the service for the next three to four weeks because I, I need to be a volunteer. I felt it. And I came back and I said, God, 2024, I wish I can rewrite the volunteers chapter. And I can help everybody to say that this is our church. Let me give back. Let me serve. Doesn't matter how you say it. But let me own a bit and say, Pastor, I'll carry that load for you and for the church so that we together can write a greater chapter of many people who do not know God, get to know God. Okay, good amen. So, I just want to make all this available to you and hopefully, different one of us will step up and say, Pastor, we'll do that together. Let's pray. God, we just come before you. Uh, God, I know there is a mouthful trying to say so many different things, trying to help us to think making disciples, trying to help us to, to, to stand up together and share the provision part as we write the next chapter. Uh, Also helping us to maybe check our heart and say, God, do I really have space to serve you in a practical way? God, we make all this available, and we pray that you will move our hearts so that we all respond differently. But we come before you. We thank you for everybody that's seated here. We thank you for the many more hundreds that's not seated here, that should be here. But we pray, oh God, Lord, that the love of God and the grace of God will always empower us to live powerfully. We thank you, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.